Welcome to Joyfield and Jesus Led. I'm your host, Tony Daniels, sharing real life stories and practical tools that not only let you know you're not alone, but also help you become the emotional ninja warrior you were created to be. This season addresses how to offer non-anxious leadership, even in the midst of painful and often overwhelming circumstances. Do we white knuckle our way through it and force ourselves to believe that everything will be fine? Or is there a more integrated way to live through these moments? A way where we feel our hard feelings and sense God with us, holding us and showing us what we need in order to return to peace and even offer hope without anxiety, striving, and fear. This episode picks up four years after the last one, when I asked God, how does this end? Referring to my daughter's chaotic and life-threatening journey. God shows me how it ends allowing me to enter into a future peace that unleashes creativity and hope for the daily journey. Hi there, Tony here, and I am doing a follow-up podcast around how I responded when my child self-harmed. So if you have not listened to episode 36, I encourage you to go back and listen to that one first because This one is a continuation of that conversation with Jesus. In the last episode, I shared with you that this season um, is all about how to be non-anxious hope bearers in an uncertain and chaotic world. So we struggle so much uh, in life with kind of situations that are really beyond our control. And sometimes they feel hopeless. Sometimes they just feel impossible. And whether this is a health concern um, or, you know, refugees, we're trying to get refugees out of countries that where, where they're endangered right now. And, you know, we have so little control over what really happens all the way to our own children who we have so little control over what happens in their life as well. And so what do we, how do we live these moments in life without white knuckling it or trying to convince ourselves of some truth out there that that doesn't even feel close to us what it, what would it look like if we if truth one were a person for us and so when we thought about living in truth we thought more about uh, literally seeing god in my mind or sensing him with me sensing jesus with me seeing their face and being able to actually uh, through the relationship i have with him uh, it shift my own state of anxiety and and gives me peace instead of trying to convince myself intellectually that i need to be at peace even though my body is not uh, even though i feel anxious or i feel afraid or sad or, or scared so how do we do this more integratedly more wholly more holistically and more relationally instead of just intellectually so that's the season uh this season that we're we're in and in the middle of this season i'm sharing personal stories of when I have been in impossible situations for me and have reached kind of hopeless despair or anxiety or fear and how I walked through these things with God, how God walked with me through these things, Um, just to give feet to these principles, right, or these ideas so that you can see what this looks like lived out in real life. So the last podcast, 36, episode 36, was in 2011. It was a journal entry from 2011 when I first found out that my daughter was self-harming. And in order to manage the pain that she was feeling inside of her, 
And God gave me this incredible image of him going after her. And he assured me, I will go after her, Tony. I will chase her down. <laughs> I will go after her like the good shepherd goes after the lost sheep. And um, while I could have just memorized those verses and tried to convince myself that Jesus was going to go after her, that is truth. Um, it's so much more effective when I ask God to meet me, when I share my anxiety with him and ask him to show me the future because he gives me an image that that changes my internal, emotional, physical reality so that it's no longer me kind of forcing things into my body or into my emotions, but it's my, my imagination uh, literally transforming my entire emotional state because of the truth, because of being with Jesus, seeing his face, seeing him go after my daughter. So it wasn't him just telling me I'm going to go after her. I actually saw him going after her in that image. So I, I, I refer you to episode 36 if you haven't seen it yet. Um, and today I want to continue with uh, 2015. So we're four years later. Um, in those four years, my daughter continued to struggle emotionally um, as she was growing, trying to grow this secure attachment, right? And that we talked about in the last episode as well. She was really struggling through junior high, uh, being bullied and continued to be bullied during that time. And we struggled with how to best support her. Do we pull her out of school? Do we switch schools? You know, what do we do to best support her? Um, and as the bullying increased, uh, she did return to self-harm for relief, for comfort. She had said, I just want the outside to match the inside, how much pain I'm feeling on the inside. And um, we finally, when the, the harassment turned sexual in nature, and um, we finally uh, decided to come home for more professional support because the support that we could get there was very limited. And Matt and I really uh, knew more than, than most of the therapists there as far as attachment and um, joy and all of that went. Um, and so we needed support for, our, for us as well. So we decided to return to the States for that, for her and for us. And um, at that point, she had been suicidal as well um, and had attempted suicide once by then. So not an easy story. Uh, I, I don't want to overwhelm anyone, but I want you to just feel a little bit of how impossible this felt for me personally and how afraid I was for my daughter and for her life and what would become of her life and how she would navigate this. It was uh, very difficult. Uh, for me. So in 2015, in January, we had just come back to the States, just arrived here. And I had hit another all-time low of, uh, or, uh, or a high of anxiety, I guess, around this and fear. And I remember, you know, recognizing fears here. So to go to the four R's in the parenting book, uh, recognizing that fear was here, and realizing I wasn't alone. So I, I did, I started to, to do my relational exercises and, and go to appreciation and find, find God in my, in, in my inner realm, in my abiding place, as I call it with him, where I can see him in my imagination and interact with him. And I asked him, how does it end with my daughter? How does all of this end with her? And I asked this one night, this is reading from Four Keys to Parent Fearlessly. 
searching for a perspective that could carry me through whatever was about to come. And the image of Jesus chasing her came to my mind again. So this image that God had given me four years before that had literally given me all the peace and hope that I needed uh, to get through four years of all of this came back to me now. He brought it back to my mind. And in the mind, it continued like a movie. So I'm watching this. I'm hanging out with God and he's showing me what's going to happen with my daughter. So she's running, right? He's chasing her, but instantly she stops running out of nowhere, seemingly. And she turns around and she faces him, which one stopped my heart immediately because I'm like, oh my goodness, she actually notices Jesus. Like she turns and looks at him. (laughs) So that made me super excited already. She makes eye contact with him almost playfully. She taps him on the chest as if to say, tag, you're it. And I realize at that moment that she stopped running because she's come to a hundred foot drop off of a cliff. And that's why she had stopped. So she stops at the edge of this cliff. She turns around. She makes eye contact with Jesus playfully, hits him on the chest like tag, you're it. And without hesitating in my, in this image, she turns around and she does a swan, a swan dive into the river below. I am breathless at that point watching this unfold. I am just taken aback. Her courage, her beauty, and her recklessness all collide together in one moment. Like, I don't know how deep this river is. She could die diving off of it. I have no idea what's going to happen here. But instantly I'm reminded almost by God that her courage and her beauty are two of the most godlike characteristics in her in the middle of this horrific moment in her life um, where she's self-harming and she's suicidal and it just gets worse and worse, God reminded me that his image is in her. She's a God image bearer. And that image of courage and beauty combined is stunningly beautiful. And at the same time, her reckless abandonment, her just risky behavior. So As if on cue, so she jumps off the cliff, right? And as if on cue, Jesus dives in after her just as gracefully, just as recklessly, just as courageously and beautifully. I see them below in the river and they're swimming together. So she didn't die when she jumped off the cliff. They're swimming together. And Jesus is always just a little ways behind her. And then the image shifts and they both emerge onto a pebble bank where a packed lunch is awaiting them. And Jesus prepares the picnic for her and she smiles. She actually looks happy. She looks peaceful. She looks delighted in. She's getting to know her Savior and she's letting love in. And that was the best phrase that that I could just sense from God in that moment is she needs to let love in. And that's where this ends. This is how it ends. I hear God actually whispering in my ear. I will have her. She is mine. She will let me love her. She will know joy and peace. Tony, believe what you see. When you see images 
it is so different for me, at least, than just reading scripture or reading words on a page or having someone tell me, you know, she's going to be okay. That has no substance to it. It has no sustenance to it. And Hebrew says faith is the substance of things unseen. It's not just um, empty words, right? It, there's substance there. There's sustenance. And and when I have these images and Jesus is saying, believe this image, believe this image, man, it transforms me from the inside out. Peace filled my entire body. And it's like I knew to the core of my being, to the to my bones, as we say, no matter what happened, my daughter will end up with him. She will let him love her and enjoy her and she will know her maker. And it, it doesn't matter. And, you know, when that happens or how it happens, again, as I stated two episodes ago, that image didn't guarantee that my daughter would not kill herself. <laughs> um, I don't go there. I can't interpret these images. What I know is what I see. So at some point she will be with him and she will let him love her. And that might be in heaven. It might be. Maybe her swan diving off was committing suicide. And I, I don't know. All I know is that is what I see. Jesus will not abandon her. He is going after her. And at some point, they will stop and commune together and she will be enjoyed by him. She will let his love penetrate the, 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 the very core of her being and she will know joy and she will know peace. And that was, an, that, that was the evolution of this image that carried me through the next three years of her life where she would dabble in witchcraft. She began using drugs and she even uh, birthed a baby only to see her pass away minutes later. We lived through hell and back with our daughter in every single way. But through it all, I could grieve and I would ask God and my community, how should I respond? But I never went to, to despair or fear for her life again, because I knew where it ended. It ended in Jesus. It ends in Jesus's arms, whenever that is, wherever that is, however that is. And I knew during these years and still today that my role is just to listen to Jesus for today and do what he tells me to do. What do I need to know for today, Lord, about how to love best my daughter and how to continue to give her to you? And that opens up these possibilities of co-creation, as I've mentioned in the past, because when you're when you're not in fear, you have a creativity release to us. Uh, we we're, we're it's almost impossible to be creative when we're flooded with anxiety and fear. So when anxiety and fear aren't there at all, and you're in joy and peace, you have a creative ability that's just beautiful. And when you're with God in it. God gives these amazing um, ideas of how to respond and how to uh, deal with different things that really help us co-create uh, new realities for and with our children. So um, I just want to share, you know, these things with you again so that you may um, learn what it looks like to actually walk with God through these moments instead of just trying to apply principles about God or uh, memorize scripture and convince myself of scripture. 
I don't think that's that was what God meant for Scripture to do for us. I think it was meant to live inside of us, to create images in us, because it's it's all pointing us to a relationship with a God who is alive and well, and wants to interact with us around these things. He he doesn't he doesn't want us to just try to convince ourselves of some written truth that we know should be the way I feel, right? But he wants us to he wants to transform us in the process and know us deeply. And that only happens through being honest with ourselves too about what we're what we're really feeling and opening ourselves up to community to listen on our behalf as well. And to have safe community to do that in, which is often very difficult to find. I hope that helps you today a little bit in understanding what it looks like to live joy-fueled and Jesus-led in the midst of these really impossible situations. Again, the key question I ask myself is, God, how does this end? How does this end? More stories to come. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Joy Field and Jesus Led. Are you done white-knuckling your way through life and faith? Are you longing for a more relational way of living with God instead of just applying principles about God? God is as close as your breath and wants to be with you in all of your heavy feelings. If you would like help in living into this level of intimacy with God, grab your copy of Four Keys to Parent Fearlessly and sign up for an intro call with Luke 10 today. Until next time.